Hi everyone, you are listening to LD Spotlight, a podcast about learning and development brought to you by Nifty Learning. I'm your host, Liz Stefan, and together we're here to learn about LD. Lavinia, thank you for joining us today. As you know, Lavinia Mehedinsu is People Experience Manager at EMAC and the founder of Offbeat. Hello, I'm really happy to be here. I thought for today we could address, I think, one of your favorite topics, which is personal growth for learning and development professionals. Awesome. Yeah. Basically, that's my side gig. So I love talking about it. To provide context, Offbeat is an online publication and newsletter created by Lavinia with the single purpose to help L&D professionals learn and grow through actionable insights. Obviously, this should be a fun and interesting conversation. Let's jump directly into today's topic, personal growth for L&D. Is personal growth important for learning and development professionals? Oh my God, yes. Yes, it definitely is. You know, like for any other role out there, learning is important. And I think for us, it's really, really important because we don't just have to learn about our job, but we also have to learn about how people learn. It's a huge part of our job. So yeah, I would say that it's probably one of the most important abilities we can have as LNDs. Knowing the current state of L&D and from your experience, do you think that L&D and HR sometimes fall into the trap of forgetting about their own growth? Yeah, I think it can definitely happen. We're so busy helping other people learn that we sometimes forget about ourselves and we learn so much on the job, like in any other role, honestly, that we forget that we have to put some time aside for learning and talking to other people and reading and, and so on. So it definitely happens. Unfortunately, I think sometimes we're kind of like the shoemakers without shoes, you know. But uh, yeah, we should not forget that in order to help others learn, we should learn as well and we should be up to date with trends and so on. We have to remember that before helping others learn, we have to be the ones that inspire the learning process. We have to be not the only ones, definitely, but some of those who inspire learning through all their course. <laughs> Essentially contribute to the culture of learning in that organization, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so what are some key skills that today's L&D professional must have? I think it depends a lot on their role. If we're talking about the role of an L&D consultant or people development consultant, you can find that role in L&D most often. I think we can start with the ability to learn and adapt. I think it's really, really important. As I was mentioning, like in any other role, we have to have this ability to keep ourselves up to date with all the trends in our industry and not only trends and technical skills, but also always have this awareness about ourselves and what do we need to keep improving personally. This is the first one and I think it's probably the most important one. And then there are other more technical skills. I would mention problem solving because I really think that problem solving is in our nature. You know, we solve some problems with uh, learning programs. 
So we have to have this ability to spot the problems that can be solved with our skills and programs. So problem solving is definitely on my list. Mm -hmm. And then comes consultancy, having the ability to ask the right questions in order to spot real problems and then brainstorm solutions and choose the ones that are best fit to the problems we're trying to solve and constantly keeping in touch with our stakeholders is also a skill from being a consultant like having the ability to go through the whole process with our client because we mostly work with our colleagues which are actually our clients Mm -hmm. then i would also add having some tech knowledge like knowing which tasks we can automate with tools like Nifty Learning or understanding a bit about machine learning and what it can do for us as LNDs and ultimately for our internal clients. Are you referring here to that component of adaptive learning that some systems have? Or what do you mean when you say LNDs should have knowledge of machine learning a little bit? Understanding about what it can do for curation and personalization, I think that's what I have in mind. I know there are already some tools out there that look at what people are searching for or what type of content or what topics are they looking at. And then the tool comes back with personalized content for that user. That's how machine learning, I think, uh, can help us and we should be aware of it. And two other things that come to my mind, one that's basic for us as LNDs, which is the know-how about how adults learn. And I really think that's the added value we bring to the table. And the last one on my list right now uh, might be analytics and being able to look at the right data and trying to measure our programs in one way or another. Ideally, to be able to extract ROI to see the true impact of L&D in the business. Exactly. So let me try to summarize a little bit to see if I'm catching everything. Essentially, the ability to learn and adapt and having a sort of consultative approach, being able to ask the right questions, problem solving, managing all the stakeholders and the various people that are making decisions in and around learning, to have some tech awareness and also know how the data that you extract, how you can interpret it and measure the impact of learning. And more on the psychology side, let's say, to have know-how about adult learning, right? Adult learning principles, how people acquire knowledge, how the learning transfer happens and so on, right? Yep, that's perfect. Okay, so this is what LNDs need to learn, in your opinion. Where do they go to actually acquire these skills? The LND role is like any other role, so we learn a lot on the job. Doing doing our projects, building our programs, we, we learn a lot about how to do our job better. So that's, I guess, the main source of learning. And then it depends a lot where you live, for example, because there are certain certifications like CAPD, which are really important for jobs in the UK, as far as I know. And other people seem to get noticed because they have the certifications and I know for sure that they have one for L&D people, which is, well, really complex. And then, well, 
other sources I have to dare to mention Offbit because this is the main purpose of the project, helping L&Ds learn and grow. And we've already launched a new and from my perspective, really exciting avenue for Offbit and we're preparing other stuff or Offbit like products, definitely they can work for L&D people. I found off just a breath of fresh air. Thank you. So obviously learning on the job, CIPD, the Learning Performance Institute, there are a couple of certifications that you could get specifically for learning. Offbeat and other sources of actionable information, actionable advice. What role do you think does community play or staying connected to other L&D professionals from other companies? What role does that play in essentially keeping yourself educated as an L&D. That's definitely a huge, huge source of learning for L&D and HR people. I'm part of some amazing communities from Romania, from Berlin, from Amsterdam, and so on. And they are... Sorry to interrupt. I think we can actually mention them, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm part of HR Hub here in Romania. I'm part of L&D Shakers, which was born in Amsterdam. But as far as I know, now it's globally spread. And I'm also connected to Berlin, which started in Berlin. And all three of them, from my point of view, I get two things. I get a lot of inspiration because I get to ask questions and hear many perspectives from other people who already tried what I'm trying to do. And I get a lot of great feedback and resources from them. And one other thing, and I think this is really, really important, it's awareness. Being aware of where this industry is going and keeping yourself up to date with the demands of our job. Very interesting. Is it fair to say that being part of a community also keeps you hopeful and, let's say, gives you this empowerment, sort of, that sometimes us as LNDs, we kind of lack? Yeah, it gives you trust that things can be done in a certain way if you know some stuff or if you have some skills. And yeah, it definitely empowers you, let's say, to become better and to try other stuff in your role. I kind of feel like we're going a little bit into the culture or the cultural aspect and the role that company culture plays in an L&D professional's growth. And more than that, motivation to stay up to date with, you know, trends, technology, content, and so on. What's the relationship between company culture and an L&D's professional growth? I'm going to generalize a bit here, but I think it can go two ways. I've heard of companies which are really, really learning focused and they understand the importance of individual and organizational learning. And I'm sure that L&Ds in those cultures are motivated to learn and have the drive to constantly improve themselves, improve their programs, innovate, and so on. Because it's a good kind of pressure, you know, like in any other role. If you have a client-focused company or a product-focused company, your product is going to be amazing because, as I was saying, it's that good pressure you're getting from everyone around you. So I think this is one way it can go. And I have to say, it's really inspiring to be part of that kind of culture. But if your 
a part of an organization not emphasizing as much the importance of learning, I think we have some responsibility to make people aware. We can force people to learn. No one can force anyone to learn, but we can definitely help in making our boards more aware of the importance of learning and fostering that environment in which people are motivated and empowered to learn. So I would say that no matter where you work, you have a bit of responsibility on building that learning culture where everyone thrives. The results are definitely different, but you should be a bit responsible for that. So here's a tough question then. At what point is the place no longer a good place for you? That's really a tough question. And I think it really depends on each individual. What are you looking for in a company? Because you might be looking for somewhere to learn, you know, and to grow. But you can also be looking at some great colleagues or interesting projects or People are motivated so many things, and I think it's really personalized to each individual. For myself, for example, I think the most important thing is having autonomy. And I guess that's the reason why I'm still in EMAG after all these years, because I have the autonomy to come up with ideas and get to implement them. But it's definitely different from person to person. I'll also chip in a little bit with psychological safety. I know that you mentioned that in, actually in multiple issues of Offbeat, that psychological safety does play a strong role in fostering learning. Yeah, definitely. It's really interesting, you know, because some people, or I dare to say many people, are not aware of psychological safety. If you're not aware of it, maybe some other parts of psychological safety get to be the determinant of your decision to leave a company. That's a really interesting thought, definitely, but it's a tough one, psychological safety, because if you're not aware of it, you might not put an emphasis on it when it comes to picking or staying in a role. I think us as L&Ds hopefully are aware of it and we understand that you can do, I don't know, as much without psychological safety in L&D and maybe choose our roles depending on organizations which offer that. Yeah. I have this feeling that this is the kind of topic that could easily morph into five or six other topics. I wouldn't mind, however, exploring psychological safety in another episode because I know it's a big component of actually feeling comfortable with retaining knowledge, with failing, with having agency to try new things. So thank you for today's input. I hope this helps L&D professionals define their North Star in their career. And looking forward to our next encounter, Lavinia. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being with us today. This has been another episode of LD Spotlight. If you'd like to get in touch and join the conversation, write to me at liz at niftylearning.io or connect with me on LinkedIn at Liz Stefan. Have a productive week, everyone.